This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. For week 46, this is going to be the Club Red portion of the show. Make sure, if you're not already, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If it is on iTunes, drop us the five stars and a good review below. If you're not already, make sure you are following us on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if it does uh, apply as far as trying to find us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell to be notified anytime we post a video to that account. Definitely had some good ones last week uh, with uh, with the RC Maxfield interview, so go check those out. As far as our personal accounts go, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the yellow is a one. Lastly, if you're not already, or if you have any, sorry, thoughts or questions. Uh, that one went off. Uh, any thoughts or questions or anything you want us to hear, to hear us discuss on the show, make sure you email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So, let's go ahead and kick this off. We've got some Club Red action for you today. We're going to be talking the second half of the Texas Tech football schedule. Okay, so... Uh, what we've been doing, we did it uh, two weeks ago. Last week we had the RC Maxfield interview, so we kind of uh, went went off off a little bit from what we were going to be doing because we didn't know when we were going to be having him for the script. Uh, but anyways, how you guys doing today? Hopefully, hopefully you had a good weekend. I think uh, it was Dustin's Great. birthday, right? Yeah. So, so happy happy late birthday. Thank you. Thank you. How was it? Everything you hoped it would be. It was amazing. <laughs> how much do we remember that's the real question um some did we did we did we get any video footage <laughs> to cover no. up for shot best son of a no how many shots were taken though i, I don't take, know i didn't take a single shot i will say that i did not between saturday and sunday i hit double digits <laughs> and all you had to do was snap a pic of one of them and it would have counted it's harder than you think all right yeah not easy being me. Oh man! Well, it is not. <laughs> well, looked like y'all had a ton of fun this weekend. Big old gang came out for Dustin's birthday. I saw all yeah, the photos. Definitely looked like awesome. a badass time. Had a had a big ass crew hitting up chimneys for the mm-hmm. first time ever. I hear. First time. Uh, never first been. Time. Yeah, never been before. Um, so, anyways, uh, pretty, let's, cool. pretty let's cool place. Go, let's go. Pretty <laughs> nice, right? Uh, the, the color scheme, yeah. very very vibrant. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Let's go ahead, jump in. Um, so what we're doing on, on the first half of Club Red is we're, we'll, we're going to be discussing the second half of the football schedule. So Kansas, 
Kansas State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. We're going to be going through each of these. Each of, each of us has taken two teams that we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to be kicking this off with a little bit of Kansas knowledge. Uh, not too much to say on the topic, though. So let's go ahead and, and bring up Kansas. Not really much to be saying there. Uh, the biggest news out of them is that they had a major coaching change. Les Miles uh, was let go in March due to uh, some some scandalous scandalousness. <laughs> he had some scandalousness uh, whenever he was the coach over at LSU, some some sexual assault charges and stuff like that. So they they um not from him, but I think from trying to cover them up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's uh, some stuff with him. Was it him yeah, too? If the reporting is right. Yeah, there's some stuff with him. Oh shit. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um. Either way, they had a major coaching change, and uh, so they brought in the new coach. Oh, blah blah. blah. Dang it! I had the notes. Ugh. Hate myself for it. Uh, Lance L- Leopold. Le- Leopold. Anyways, uh, that is their new head coach, and uh, so with the major. From Buffalo. Co- is that where he's from? Yeah the the college, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the professional football team. There, the college, yep, yep, yep. the collegiate team. Um, but as far as the actual Kansas, uh, Kansas football team goes their their, their main issue is, is their offense. It is just God awful. Their O-line, uh, major issues, uh, 15, 15.8 points on their entire total offense. And their O-line has allowed 5.2 average sacks per game. Uh, Damn. yeah. So their quarterback <laughs> was getting hit left and right. Their O-line obviously, Need need some major issues going into the season, along with a coaching rebuild. I would not expect a lot out of Kansas for this game. The other thing is that they're returning what is a subpar defense, and and all of its starters are returning, so they may be a little bit better. But the only issue uh, is that they have a change. Uh, like as far as Texas Tech goes, the main issue is that they have. Uh, you remember UNT kind of went on a little bit of a, a, a highlight reel last year. Yeah, they. Yeah. The UNT quarterback is now at Kansas and is now their starter. And so that's their only kind of recent decent threat, but they still have O-line issues and they still have one semi-good wide receiver and their defense is still the same. The only problem I'd say for us for this matchup is last year when we played them, uh, what was the score? Uh, Here it is. Yeah, 16 to 13. We only beat them by three points. And our issue that I don't want to see this year, but we've had a bad habit of, is playing to the level of competition. And so hopefully there's no repeat of that, but this is a good shot. If we, if our defense is better mm-hmm. and if our offense with Tyler Shock is looking, Shock is looking good, um, this should be a blowout. But again, we, we can't be playing to the, to, the, to the level of competition here. But we mm-hmm. are playing away on this one so who knows yeah and your last trip up to lawrence came in a loss so yeah so that's my take so far on the kansas um brooks if you want to take the 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 next game or do we want to discuss the kansas game at all because i don't think there was anything further to really discuss (laughs) yeah i feel i feel like even all my notes for this i was like this is pointless this is gonna be a murder but yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, and Brooks might hit on this with his, but I think this is a possible like get right game. That's what they kind of call it is you got three difficult ish games starting True. off big 12 and then, and you're only going to Lawrence, Kansas, who obviously their issue is just playing football. 
So it's a get right game, show up, handle business, get back on track. To get right. Go into this second half of the schedule. Get it right. Get it tight. Um, sorry, I had to. That felt awkward to That's even good. just say it. Um, anyways, Brooks, um, Kansas State. Let the people know what what's what can be expected from Kansas State. What can be expected from this game? Yeah, so Kansas State comes to town after we play in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, they come in projected about seven wins this season. Last year in 2020, they went four and six overall, four and five in the Big 12. Of course, they defeated us last year in Manhattan, 31 to 21. That was a game where Alan Bowman was hurt and their starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson, was hurt, but overall had enough to defeat us. Uh, some things to watch from them. Skylar Thompson, who I just mentioned, he is back from injury. That's kind of where their season derailed is after he got hurt. They started losing some games after, you know, having a pretty solid start to the season. They upset Oklahoma last year. Uh, they bring back one of the best running backs in the conference and Deuce Vaughn, also one of the best mm -hmm. names in the conference, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he's Tiny little dude, but he is a dual threat running back in the sense that he led the team in receptions last year as well. So uh, he's going to do it both ways on the, through the air and on the ground. Some kind of things to watch. They obviously need their wide receivers to step up this year. If your running back is leading the team in receptions, that's Ooh. not ideal. Um, so they they need a little bit more, you know, performance out of their receivers. They're returning most of their top uh you know receivers from last year so kind of expect those guys to step up this year and then for um, one of the first times in a while really with Kansas State it's kind of their defense that you're looking at that might be the weak link you kind of look always at them as a you know pretty strong defensive team they don't make penalties they don't make mistakes they make you you know really have to beat them but they lost a lot on defense you know they don't really return any linebackers so there's a lot of uncertainty there and then their secondary has kind of been a little wishy-washy over the last year they were getting beat through the air a lot so that's kind of some things to watch from this team uh, obviously it's at home and after a should be you know w and lawrence this would be a really huge win uh, for us to come back home handle kansas state we haven't beat them in a while. I don't think we've beaten them since uh, Mahomes was here. So this is a series that we haven't fared very well in. Uh, and it would be a nice game to get in Lubbock against a team that I really do think roster and talent-wise, I think you're pretty pretty far ahead of them right now. Unless Skylar Thompson is just, uh, you know, really what holds his team together team together i guess so that's pretty much all i got on kansas state i don't know if y'all got anything to add you pretty much nailed it right there man yeah yeah that's solid um so i mean well what well i guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk further into this whenever we, we talk about predictions and whatnot for highs and lows but um dustin next game that we're gonna be taking a look at big game rough game <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's more like it. Yeah, rough game is a better way to put it. When Halloween weekend we go to Norman, Oklahoma, and me and Brooks have been there on a just regular Saturday night for a football game. So I can't imagine Halloween, how nuts that place is going to be, especially when they're the defending Big 12 champs. 
They're preseason ranked number two. They have the preseason uh, quarterback All-American. They have a preseason linebacker All-American. They're projected, obviously, to win the Big 12. They have national championship hopes. I would think – I haven't looked at their schedule, but I would think they're going to be undefeated when we go up there. Um, the ESPN, like, little predictor had it at 93% to 7. So. Ouch. Wow, they're giving us seven percent chance. They're giving us seven. Brooks so, is like, "Wow, we got seven? Yeah. And I would put this at a hundred to zero, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they have they had the number one offense in the conference last year. They're bringing yeah. back obviously the number one quarterback in the country this year, and Spencer Rattler, his third year in the system with Lincoln Riley, wasn't even though they were first in the conference last year, they weren't flashy and mind-blowing like they were with the Baker, Kyler, and Jalen Hurts years. Um, but obviously, they reload at everything they lose. They have the receivers. They have the running back depth. They have awesome linemen. Like I said, they have good uh, linebackers this year, which I feel like they always do. Their thing is just don't get burned over the top too much. Um, they're not going to be that much different than the Oklahoma we've seen in the last – I feel like 10 years where they're going to be winning games 60 to 30 or 60 to 40, 60 to 50. And it's just, don't let them, I saw a fun fact. They outscored opponents in the first quarter last year, 151 to 20. Good God. So don't let them get out hot and in front. And then they control the game from there. Lincoln Riley with his magic drawing board of plays just runs you to death and never lets you stop them. And just don't let him get out front, but I expect Spencer Rattler to be way better again this year. Um, like I said, he's a Heisman candidate, and they have national championship hopes. We don't have much hope in this game. Yeah, if you took all the games, I think this is the only game I'd give us a 0% chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I just, there's no way that I see us pulling off a win here, really. No. Even if we're a good team, I just don't see it. No, it's we would that, need turnovers and maybe a Spencer Rattler injury before or early in this game. And yeah. I mean, you just need so many dominoes to miraculously fall in your favor before or during this game to yeah. make it happen. So, and like, and not, that's our and that's okay, like, it's nothing yeah. to get done about either. And and not not to be, um. Like, like kind of too pessimistic about this, although I don't think we can be really. Uh, but like, this is this is OU's statement year, I think, and they're gonna try and step yeah. on the throat even more, considering they're they're about to have their move to the SEC or try and do that, and so they're gonna want to leave no questions at any turn at any game. Yeah. So I feel like totally. they're not gonna take the take the foot off the pedal at any point this season, and so like. I would not be surprised if they open up right away with, with, with you know, 30 points out in, uh, in the first or second quarter. Like, yeah, and if you've seen Lincoln Riley before, he loves to open it up. And yeah. Put as many points as he can. He doesn't care about that. So, I, yep. that's a good take. I agree. I but, think a W for us in this game would be look like you belong. <laughs> like last year, we didn't look like we belonged on the yeah. same field as them. Compete. Yeah, if you can make it be like, ah, you know, that's a team. Obviously, don't have the guys that OU has, but they're right. you know still respectable. That that's a 
I'll take that as a dub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, the, the the main goal for us should be, like, what we've always said, that all we've ever wanted from Texas Tech football is compete. All right, like we don't we, we don't expect to win every game. We don't, but it's just compete in this game like any other, and don't just make us look like 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 we're second tier in this division or like we're second tier in this yeah. conference. Um, all right, well, good take, Dustin. Uh, obviously, hard take because we 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 don't really have much of a shot at it, and it's more of a OU highlight than it is a Texas Tech matchup. Well, like with your Kansas <laughs> take, I was kind of like, well. They're going to be awesome at this, awesome at that. They're going to kick our ass. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not getting into yeah. that much detail because it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> no, it's 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 rough. It's going to be a rough matchup. But, but it is. Drink yeah. a lot of alcohol if you go to yeah. the There's at least that, yeah. right? Right. Uh, so, Brooks, uh, taking on the next game, we have Iowa State, uh, highly ranked Iowa State, actually. They've been getting a little bit better every year. Um, what's your take on Iowa State for 2021 in uh, this matchup? Yeah, the Iowa State Cyclones come in ranked the number seventh team in the country. So the highest ranking for Iowa State in program history. They're projected at nine and a half wins this year. Last year, they were nine and three overall, eight and one in the Big 12. They lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Last year, uh, they defeated us 31 to 15 in uh, Ames, Iowa. This year, of course, they returned Brock Purdy, who feels like he's been playing at that university oh, for, yeah. forever. Uh, he comes back. He uh, bypassed the NFL draft for one more year with the Cyclones and lining up, you know, either behind him or next to him is superstar running back Brees Hall, who is yeah. up there as either the best or second best running back in the country, uh, in the conference and one of the best in the country overall. They also have one of the top tight ends in the country and Charlie Kohler. Uh, he dominated us from my memories the last couple of years that we played them that really big white tight end that just catches everything pretty tough oh, to defend. Yeah, he's awesome. yeah. And he'll be probably the top tight end in the country this year and probably yeah. a pretty high draft pick. Uh, they return their top wide receiver from last year as well. And then on defense, they returned 12 of their top 15 tacklers from last year. Fuck. Uh, which was the conference's best run defense. So they're loading back up there. And a name to watch on that side of the ball is Mike Rose, who is one of the best linebackers in the country. Uh, so really, they're just returning a lot of dudes on both sides of the ball on a team that was all, already really good. And the one weakness I would maybe point out on them is if you're going to beat them, it's going to be through the air. They have a really good run defense. They're going to probably stuff you there, but probably where their biggest question mark is, is that cornerback um, defensive back. I think they have one kind of decent defensive back player, but if you're going to be able to beat them, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to have a solid day from Tyler Shuck throwing the ball around. You're going to have to be able to penetrate that run, that sturdy run defense and, you know, kind of get to the second level. But, you know, otherwise, yeah, Iowa State just reloaded from what was a really good team last year. Uh, we'll see what they do this year. Hopefully, you know, for their sake, they don't lose a opening game to some crappy <laughs> D1 team that we've, you know, yeah. like a South Dakota, not even a D1 team, like a South Dakota State or something like that. They tend to do that for some reason. They did it last year. I can't even remember who they lost to, but I remember it being a shock. And then, you know, Tore through the Big 12. I kind of expect similar things from them this year. I would expect them to be in the Big 12 title game. 
against Oklahoma once again. But this is one of those kind of maybe an opportunity at pulling off a massive upset that we haven't had in many years. I kind of target this as one of those games. It's home. You never know how we're going to play. Last year, we we were in that game for the most part. If we didn't have one of Bowman's worst games of his life, we might have had a chance to really stick around in that game a little bit even closer. So if we're going to have a big upset this year, this is one of the games that I think could, could be that upset. Um, other than that, you know, I would just expect Iowa State to be a pretty dominant team in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you said, they have – I mentioned Oklahoma's preseason All-Americans. Iowa State actually has three of them, more than yeah. tied with the most of anybody in the country. And that running back, tight end, and linebacker crew, they've built a really strong program, and we've had trouble with them every year the last few years. So it depends yeah. how you're playing, I think. I don't know. We, t- we talk about teams that, like, passed us, you know, when you talked about how Oklahoma oh, State yeah. kind of oh, shot yeah, past us. Iowa State is one of those teams that – they like slingshot yeah they're a team that you used to just guarantee a victory against and now we're kind of that team yeah and so it's just kind of sad to see but you know hopefully but, we can start steering things in the right direction and i, uh, I maybe maybe get him maybe get an upset i i kind of like how they've gone about it though it's been year after year steady improvement oh, sure. and they've gotten a little better every year and this is the end result with the top 10 preseason ranking yeah. Like as as much as I want to see them lose this game, you got to respect how they got there. It wasn't like they had like some superstar head coach just coming out of nowhere, or some random you know five star talent QB decided to go to Iowa State of all places. Like they they've built it up in the right way, and I think Texas Tech could kind of. It reminds me of the 08 Texas Tech team a little bit. Okay. Like we came into that year, we were pretty confident in what we had. We weren't the highest ranked Big 12 team going into the season. We had some expectations. We had Graham Harrell back for a third year. We had the best wide receiver in the nation. You know, they have kind of similar things and just building on years and years and years of success. And then you finally had that one shot at it. I feel like they'll come up short, kind of like we did, but they'll have some fun moments this year and we'll see what they do. True. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at the next game. Uh, that's going to be a big one for us. We're playing it at home at least. So definitely some, some, some potential in it and, and keeping that close. Excuse me. Next game, another home game, last game, last home game of the season. We, we, we go up against what will be our future, uh, big 12 rivals and, and our imitators, our copiers, they try and take everything from us. Uh, Oklahoma state and, Definitely uh, going to be a fun matchup, I think. I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, rough one for us. Not going to be any kind of easy. They had a very good season last year still. Um, but uh, the main thing to kind of think about in this one is going to be they have a very strong defense. Uh, they're returning eight starters. And their defense last year allowed 379 uh, per game average, which was their lowest since 2009. So the lowest that they've had in 11 years. Then they're returning eight of those starters on their defense. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, a uh, strong running game. They're, they have three strong running backs and they have a dual, dual threat quarterback, Spencer Sanders uh, coming back. The only kind of knock on him oh, yeah. is, is uh, he's got a little bit of some bad decision-making, which 
at this point of the season, second to last game, he might have that cleaned up. He might not. We don't know. But uh, he also has a little bit of a quarterback battle on his hand because there's a very talented uh, sophomore, Shane, Shane Illingworth, right behind him. And so maybe that'll rattle him up a bit. We don't really know exactly. Uh, as far as their wide receivers, they got Tay Martin and Brennan Presley that had an amazing bowl game for them and uh, starting to kind of emerge as a very, very big one, too. And, again, very strong three running back system, or three running backs coming out of the backfield for them. Uh, So if we're not able to stop the run on these guys, which has not been our strong suit because they have three good running backs and they have an elusive quarterback, then this is going to be a rough night for us all all game long, depending on what time we play them, I guess, rough morning, whatever. If I remember correctly, last year when we played them, I think they had a running back who it was like his first – game starting because i think chubba hubbard was out for our game last year they had their dude torches for like 200 something yards desmond jackson 235 6.5 average per carry yeah okay yeah, yeah. Torch. <laughs> torch. yeah. Imagine, torch uh imagine a running back getting his first start going off so that's that's going to kind of be the end result of it is just if we can stop people on their feet because that's kind of they have two decent wide receivers and but the the main focus for them is a good ground game, and then that's where their receivers kind of come into play. So if we can stop that and maybe kind of keep their receivers on the outside and kind of I don't know, we'll 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 see. It's going to be a rough game, and it's a very good Oklahoma State team coming up this year. They're, they're preseason uh, just outside of the top twenty five, I believe. Um, I think they're in like a twenty eighth or something like that, but. But yeah, uh, that's kind of my wrap up on it. I don't know if y'all have any other takes or inputs on this game, but uh, definitely going to be a rough one to beat them this year. But at least it's at home. And again, us getting this one. Yeah, I, I we last year, even though they were really good, we only lost by six. It was fifty to forty four. And so they again, let Alan Bo- they let Bowman torch him. That defense, come on, it can't be that great if they let Alan yeah. Bowman torch him. Three eight. <laughs> he threw for three eighty four and three touchdowns. Like, uh. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens in this game. So Dustin, last game of the year, we got we got oh, Baylor, our, our 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 most beloved team. Big quotations yeah. around that. Uh, well, well, what's your take on this game, man? So yeah, last game of the year, Baylor, Texas Tech. Obviously, both of us finished towards the bottom of the Big Twelve last year. They went two and seven. We went four and six overall. Both of us pretty bad in the conference. We were one game better. Yeah. Had a comeback win on them last year. Beat them by one somehow. It's only 24-23. Both teams pretty pretty good pillow fight, I guess you could say. Um, they had a horrible offense in Aronda's first year, which is the opposite of what Baylor's been doing for the last almost 10 years. I mean, he's a defensive coordinator from LSU for a long time, came over and tried to replace Matt Rule. Obviously, things didn't go very well offensively. And their biggest problem is they lost Charlie Brewer. He transferred to Utah as a grad, senior transfer, super senior, whatever you want to call it. So their biggest deal is going to be who runs the offense for them. They have a quarterback battle for that. But they brought in a new offensive coordinator, the OC from BYU, Obviously, BYU, or Zach Wilson was, Jets number two pick. Okay. But neither of these quarterbacks that are going for the Baylor job 
quarterback position are Zach Wilson. So <laughs> what can he do? Not sure. Cause I mean, they have two good receivers. They have a mediocre offensive line. Same with running back, same with quarterback. So trying to piece all that together and get back to a decent offense is a bigger task than it seems bigger than just hiring, you know, BYU offense coordinator. Um, and that's going to be their biggest thing is how can they fix their offense? I don't have any questions that Arondo get the defense situated. That's just what yeah. he does. Yeah. He's been so good at that for LSU for years. So I wouldn't flinch on that. It's all on the offensive side. Can they fix the O-line? Can they get a quarterback that's good and consistent? Um, it's kind of like what we're hoping for. A lot of similar things, honestly. Um, and that's what this game is going to come down to. We're going to both be floating around 500, give or take. So that I see. So I do think this game is meaningful for both teams because of that. I think you're going to be both around that five, six, seven win going into this with five or six wins um, and fighting for, like you said earlier, relevance for one, um, yeah. sticking around, you know, be, getting yourself a little boost in the conference, getting bowl eligible. And you have two coaches, um, especially Matt Wells for tech that, could have his job on the line if that doesn't go well. And obviously, if Baylor goes with four wins, five wins, and has two really bad seasons, Aranda's going to – his seat's going to get hot as well. Yeah, true. So, even though you're you going to have two high-level teams, two high-level football teams with tons of NFL talent out there, you have a lot at stake for both these teams and some of these players, especially these coaches. I – so then do you think by this point of the season, though, we will kind of have a grip on whether we're keeping or, or getting rid of Matt Wells, right? Possibly. I mean, but but honestly, I don't I don't think we will. I think it'll come down to this game, maybe. If so we're really, five wins and lose this game, then yikes. Then it really is just bowl or bust for everybody, I yeah, think. I think yeah. it's bowl or bust. So if we already have six wins going into this golden. game, yeah, I think yeah. we're okay. I think if you win this game, then you're okay. But yeah, this could be a swing game for is, him. Are we playing the Baylor game? Is it at at Baylor, at or Baylor. are we playing? Yeah. Are we playing AT and T? Nope, they got rid of that last year. Yeah, it's been okay. playing here. I didn't know if they were going to bring it back it. or not. Good, I know. No, good, good reminder. Good reminder. Why would you bring yeah. it back with two shitty teams like us? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. I was enjoying you know, that game. Yeah. Damn it. And uh, for everybody out there that doesn't know what Arlie's talking about, we played at Baylor at AT and T for ten years. They quit that last year, brought it back to campus. So damn we are it. at Baylor this year. That was fun um, to watch it there. Finish off know. our season. Hopefully, I like it better home and home. I get yeah, it, yeah. but it's just it was kind of a it was kind of a cool little thing, like a cool little change. Um, so solid, uh, solid reviews from everybody there. I really like the, the intel that everybody put into these this week. Um, so let's go ahead and, and, and kind of look at it. I think our worst case scenario for last, last time we talked about this, uh, was the four and or two and four start, right? We still kind of can solidify the SFA and the FIU wins, but let's say worst case, we start the first, the first six of the season going into it two and four. And so I think uh, Brooks, do you want to take the the start on this one, starting with the two and four going into this last stretch of season? How could you see that panning out? Again, worst case here. 
I'm going like two and four or that three and three we talked about where we lost like three straight Big 12 games and you're sitting there at two and four or three and three as the back half of the schedule starts. I think worst case scenario, I think you're going to be Kansas probably no matter what. So let's, you know, give that dub to us and then lose out. I think that's probably the absolute worst case scenario because, you know, Kent State's a toss up. That's one of the games that I think you could have won several of these against them lately, and you just for some reason can never beat them. So, you know, say we lose to Kansas State, and then you're not going to beat Oklahoma or Iowa State, I don't think, and probably not Oklahoma State if you're that bad, and then you finish off the season at Baylor. So, you know, worst-case scenario is a probably four, four and eight season where – by the time yeah. you're going to Waco, that game Dustin said, just talked about, you already know the fate of the season. You already pretty much know the fate of Matt Wells. You already know that he's pretty much done. I think that's probably the ultimate worst case scenario there is, you know, you're sitting at three, four wins. Yeah, dude, totally agree. And that four game stretch of like four game losing streaks, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Iowa State. And yeah, Oklahoma State, I mean, it's going to get rough in there if you can't get on track. You know, especially yep. those two middle games are really bad. So, yeah, it could get out of hand and then come down to, like I said, a Baylor game that's meaningless but very meaningful. Yeah. So, I, I kind of agree there as well. Very well done. Very well said. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be kind of worst case here. We, we, gotta, we have to assume the Kansas win. But the, the, the next five of these – Still a little bit yeah, up in the air, unfortunately. They're all games. Like, Kent State is one that I think you should win. But if you're at that point in the season where, you know, you you lost to Houston or you mm-hmm. you just haven't looked good, there's no reason to believe that you could beat Kent State, who's, you know, even if on a down year, they're always very competitive, competitive and coached very well. So it's just – a lot of toss-up games, and if you're at this point in the season not playing well, I feel like the toss-up's got to go to the other team. <laughs> Probably. So um, so that's kind of the worst case there, and something that we can kind of look at as a worst case is kind of three three to four total wins, and obviously that's not going to be acceptable from from, from Texas Tech fan, uh, fan point and the, the Alumni Association. Uh, as far and so you're going to see some coaching changes if that is the end result. Probably so. Yeah, and then the Pac-12 doesn't want you, and then you're stuck in the abyss of college football. That's the ultimate worst case. Scenario. Yeah, also true. <laughs> uh, we we so kind of I guess to kind of touch base on that, we do need a good season these next two years um, because I don't think we want to be stuck in the leftovers of the Big Twelve, and so. We got to start looking like like we got to kind of sell ourselves a little bit. Um, so, well, let's go ahead and swap over to the other side of this coin, which is best case scenario. So, as good as it can possibly go for us, the best thing. Obviously, we're going to be realistic here a little bit here, and and we're not going to say yeah, we're going to ha- go twelve and zero this year. No fucking shot. But we're going to be a little <laughs> bit realistic here. Um, Dustin, take this one, start us off here. What is your opinions or what is your thoughts on the best case? realistic scenario here yeah similar to last week or week before best case is four and two still gonna lose to oklahoma Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna keep chalking that one up until it doesn't happen 
and we're going to probably keep saying that even on Sunday if it happens. Um, <laughs> but if you can pull off an upset against Iowa State or Oklahoma State, and you'll probably lose the other one just because that's what Texas Tech does, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Um, but if you can pull one of those upsets off, win those other three winnable games against Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor, you're sitting pretty good and get one of those yeah. upset wins. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one of the big things I pointed out is can you go one and three out of OU, ISU, and OSU? Can you get one win out of those one three? Win. <laughs> just one. And, you know, because – and it's probably just between Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Can you get right. one of those wins? Uh, and that's really going to separate the season because I really firmly believe that we could be sitting there with eight wins at the I end of the season. I can – and. Yeah, because the, the back half of the stretch, it starts with Kansas, Kansas State. That That's going to set the tone for how the rest yeah. of the season goes. Can you get those two wins? They're, they're, Kansas, they're, Kansas State, and then how do you bounce back from yeah. the Oklahoma game, depending on how that goes? I, I, I think they're a little bit back. lucky that right after the OU game is two home games. No, yeah, for sure. And Something so, else we didn't mention yeah, yeah. on Iowa State. We have a bye week before we have Iowa bye week, State yeah. comes here. So that is a little bit of help to help mm-hmm. get some things straightened out and game planned and recover from that Oklahoma game. So true. that could definitely get you back yeah. on track as well. That's very but true. Ultimately, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ultimately, bro. if you if you beat Kansas and Kansas State and like Dustin said, our our best case scenario from the first half, if you're at four and two going into those two games, mm-hmm. you're got six wins and you've got that bowl eligibility and the rest is you know house money. You know? Icing on the cake. And yeah, if you already if you're already at four and two from the first half, that means you've beat Texas, maybe West Virginia and TCU. So you're feeling good about this Oklahoma State and Baylor game. True. Yeah. Now that you lot, have yeah. a better against those other teams that are very similar. So that's mm-hmm. another kind of twist on it too. No, I'm definitely li- I'm definitely liking that. I'm definitely liking that. I didn't realize that's when the break was too. That's gonna be good for us. Very good, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think eight and four, your best case. So, so yeah. realistic, realistic case. I, I think realistic. We do got to <laughs> kind of touch base on that, though. Like actual realistic, like not best case, not worst case, but like actual realistic. Um, I do feel like it's 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 very possible that we break the six and six, and we just meet that bowl eligibility this year. At least that I do feel like that is completely a possibility. Not like. Oh hey, we had a great season and kind of won some games we shouldn't have. I do feel like six and six is a, six and six is a good shot here. Six I don't know if y'all disagree. Realistic. Seven and five is realistic. Eight and four is realistic. Seven and five, five and seven. Is what I like to, re- to lean into just because I like to be optimistic right now. Yeah, six and six definitely there. Seven and five is definitely doable as well. But I think it's gonna be a good eight season. And four, eight and four is not unrealistic. Not completely, not crazy but we need some stuff to go our way that hasn't in the past couple of years. Sure. Yeah. So, um, all right. So last last little bit of news. Not really huge news. Not a, any kind of big surprise. Tyler Shuck <laughs> has been officially named starting QB. Um, any any thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, yeah, I know, a big surprise. Um, we need a we need like a slogan or tagline for him like what time to shuck things up <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we need something let's put more. the tailgate shuck logo up. let's put the tailgate talks logo <laughs> on the back and sell it let's go 
like, shuck the f up. Yeah. <laughs> Time to shuck it around. You got sh- you yeah. got shucked. I don't know. We need something. Shuck it. Sh- shucked you real hard, didn't we? <laughs> That's all, only my thought. <laughs> all right. We, we, we got to put the tailgate talks logo on the back. We're sending that shirt. Shuck Big 12 riffs. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, all right, guys. Um, so that is going to wrap up Club Red. Uh, for those listening live or for those listening on the podcast, make sure you stay tuned in uh, for the tailgate where we talk about the rest of the sports world. 